Welcome to the podcast, Moving Through Fear, where we explore the role fear has in leading us toward what's most important. I'm Craig Strong, photographer, inventor, and co-founder of Lens Baby Inc. Along the way, I've met a lot of amazing people who've learned a great deal about how to live life well. In these one-on-one conversations, we explore the role fear and negative emotions have played in, of all things, making life better. In this episode, April and I explore family, soul-searching, soul-searching because of family, the perfect everything, changing our view of what perfection is, which is huge and relates back to Lens Baby. And a lot of our conversation is about the Lens Baby effect, not as a specific explanation of the tool, but how does it impact our artistic view of the world? How are we seeing differently through it? And what was the learning curve that April went through to make this work for her? All right, let's get started. Hi, I'm Craig Strong with Lens Baby here to talk with April Milani. April's a photographer living in Madison, Alabama, who considers herself a visual opportunist. I love that. Making ethereal portraits of children and unique and often haunting self-portraits. She's here to explore the idea of moving through fear. April, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Thank you. Yeah, good, good to have you. So Lens Baby's mission statement is we empower artists to move through fear to discover extraordinary creative freedom. And when I asked you to come talk with me on this, you kind of jumped at the opportunity. So I'm wondering, uh, why does this statement resonate for you? Because I fear um, as an artist, whether you're a photographer or a painter, um, whatever your medium is, I feel that fear can be our worst enemy and um, fear can be a creative blocker. And um, I feel when we step through fear, some of the most beautiful creations are made. So um, I've kind of used the hashtag, hashtag no fear. It doesn't mean that fear doesn't creep up and it doesn't mean that it's not there, but I think what we do and how we walk through it is really important. So can you give me an example of, of uh, a way that fear has, has led you to something good? Um, many years ago when mm-hmm. I first um, really found Lens Baby, Hmm. I used the Sweet 35 and the Edge 80 as um, kind of like my little hidden therapy where I would, um, I was mainly a child photographer and used conventional lenses for all of my sessions. But I would use these crazy little lenses for myself and didn't really share them. Well, life took a turn. And um, I was able to turn the lens on myself Hmm. and get in the frame because um, there's layers that are built in to the lens baby gear. And I was able to see myself through lens baby lenses. And I don't know if that makes sense, but anyone who struggles getting in the frame knows that sometimes you need a little bit of help. Hmm. And Lens Baby helped me get in the frame and it opened a whole new world for me. I was able to start sharing my images. I was able to become a little more comfortable getting in the frame. Hmm. And now I'm able to help other people do the same. So it's been huge for me. Wow. Um, Talk to me about what 
what the fear before you started sharing them, and they were with Lens Baby Gear, but you you were anxious to do that. Um, what were you afraid of? Um, as far as getting in the frame or just sharing? Like getting in the frame and sharing those images? Getting in the frame, um, I was working with children and I was working with young models. So the comparison of seeing myself and the perfect portraiture was um, extremely intimidating. So I was able to um, use the, like I was able to use Lens Baby to just focus on maybe my heart or maybe my hands or maybe just little parts of me that helped guide me gently to start showing more of myself. So now whether it's lens baby or a conventional lens, I really don't have a problem getting in the frame. Right. But it was but, like those baby steps. <laughs> yeah. Well, literally, and when you're photographing children and you, it sounded like you were saying that, that some of those images were so well-crafted, they felt like perfection. And then trying to do that with yourself, it was almost, you know, brought down the wall to make them imperfect or just one area of the image be emphasized rather than the entire thing? Is that, am I hearing that right? Right, because when you're in um, certain parts of the industry, a sharp focus, um, the perfect bokeh, um, all of that is, there's such a focus on that. Um, and then working with uh, maybe 20 something, very young models, perfect skin, just the, the perfect everything. And I think, changing our view of what perfection is, is so important that not everything has to be in focus. You don't have to, I mean, allowing yourself to see in a different way really was something that was important to me. And I've used that throughout my whole journey. Um, and Lens Baby has just really helped me to let go of that quote unquote, quote, sharp focus. Um, and selective focus became something very different to me. Nice. Well, well, talk to me about that transition. You you went from, um, I mean, what what took you from from those sharp lenses to even being open to doing something different? Um, <laughs> it was actually an entry for a magazine, <laughs> and um, it wasn't going well, and it wasn't going well, and just everything was falling apart and the shoot fell apart. And I was in my backyard and I had this baby pool and I had all of these things around me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm getting in the frame. <laughs> I'm getting in the frame. I'm going to use my 10 second timer and I'm going to use my edge 80. And um, I ended up making it into the, the magazine anyway. And that image even made it into um, the calendar of one of um, one of the years of Lens Baby's calendar. So it really did open the door. But I physically went. I got. I physically got sick wow. <laughs> getting in the frame. So it was. It was a lot of fear. It was a huh. lot of fear. So so talk to me about your journey as it relates to photography, non-photography, um, and, and the things you've learned coming out of what we would consider negative emotions and, and how they've led you to something good. Um, my oldest son um, suffered 
from the time he was born up until just a few years ago with uncontrolled epilepsy and which had us in the hospital all the time. Hmm. And then when he was a few years into his life, he was diagnosed with autism. Um, Hmm. Well, at that time it was the spectrum autism Asperger's kind of took a few different titles and through this, I photographed it. And um, as Nathan got older, um, you know, I was still photographing the journey and then lens baby came in. Well, mm-hmm. lens baby makes you slow down. Mm-hmm. It makes, yes, as you become more efficient, you're comfortable with the lenses, you can click, click and go on. But um, as a whole, you need to slow down in your process. And what it did is it helped me slow down to photograph his journey. It helped me to not just click and move on. It helped me to maybe move more into the storytelling realm of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, wondering how I would pick up maybe the sweet 35 to give him a surround hug, a blur that would mm-hmm. hold him tight mm-hmm. or maybe a slice of focus to show the IVs or some of the, the nurses or whatever, and let the story show through a slice of focus, but it helped me to slow down and think of things in that way. Um, so he's even gotten to the point where he will slow down and help me and talk about lens baby lenses. So not only has he taught me through some of his challenges to slow down, he's learned about photography and even mm-hmm. won a contest in um, a photography challenge. And um, through COVID, my other son dealt with a lot of challenges with depression as so many teens yeah. have. Yeah. And um, I use my photography to tell, help tell his story through being bullied, through um, being home in the dark. Um, that was very, and it still is very uh, much a part of our world. But I think that there's light in that. And I think if we always keep that darkness to ourselves, we aren't empowering anybody. So um, both of my boys have stepped out and let me photograph them in some of their most um, difficult times and let me share that. And um, in that I've been able to empower and other people are like, you go through this too. I'm like, yeah, yeah. what I'll do. Yeah. That, that is so powerful. And I, I do think I've seen, I've gotten so much encouragement from your boy's journey that you've, you know, the, the images that you've shared, which have really been soul searching at times and, and looking at, at growing up myself with my own set of challenges that no one really understood, you know, it's, uh, and, you know, seeing a lot of people that were like, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's not going to do a good, any good things and you better watch out for him. Um, and, and that was hard, you know, as a kid, it's like, Oh, you know, I don't intend on anything bad. Like what, what's going on. So like there was, there was no, um, you know, diagnoses when I was in the, in the seventies and eighties for, for Asperger's and the things that, um, that Nathan deals with and that, uh, you know, to some extent I, I definitely dealt with and, and it, it left me, um, in a place that was pretty lonely and pretty different. And so honestly, I feel like I've processed that, uh, to, to a great, extent through the images that you've been able to make of your boys. So thank you. Wow. 
that means so much. And just with that right there is why I think as much as we can, and if we're okay with it to tell our stories and to share that um, fear, it's okay to feel it. And it's okay just to walk through it, to let other other people know that you're afraid, but don't stay there, you know, walk through it and share with other people because you don't know who you're going to lift up. Mm-hmm. And thank you for sharing that with me because that's that's that means a lot. Yeah, well, and thanks for saying you know hugged by the blur. That's <laughs> <laughs> we we haven't used that tagline before, but um, you know the idea of using the sweet thirty five in a way that really surrounds um, your son in in love. That's that's pretty neat. That's a great concept. I'm going to think of the sweet spot a little bit differently in my next uh, next time I take out my sweet 35 or sweet 50 or sweet 80. So thanks. It is beautiful. I've um, photographed some. Um, I know it's not quite a child because she she flew off, flew the coop, and went to college. Actually, left the United States, and this beautiful turning into a woman. Um, this girl turning into a woman, she left for Germany and we did a photo shoot and her mom was standing next to me and I'm letting her know that I'm using this lens. I'm surrounding your daughter with love and blur and bokeh. And when you look at this image, you'll be able to see that. And cause she's kind of looking at me like, why are you taking so long to get this shot? Why are you doing this? And <laughs> I even handed her the lens. And I said, well, look, look through the camera and, and see this. Right. And she's like, oh, I see it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that quite made sense. But if you're there and you're using the, the optic, you can definitely see it. We'll talk about that journey. You, you became fluent in the language of, of, you know, at least some of the, the sweet spot for sure, but some of the lens baby effects. And, you know, I've, I'm just blown away with what you've done with the, the Obscura optic and... <laughs> Um, you know, again, giving you a sense of safety, there's, there's a whole other level there of it's obscure. Like there's things that can just be emotion, but regardless, like what, talk about that process of becoming fluent with the lens baby gear and, uh, what went into that? Well, the first one was the sweet 35 and I took it out of the box and I called customer happiness and I said, it's already broken. (laughs) this thing's just flopping around. I've already broken. So from the very beginning, you all were extremely helpful in my process of this new language (laughs) because they said, you know, just turn this little thing and it locks it. So we were good. And um, so through my journey, I was able to work with one lens or optic at a time. And you know, you bring up the Obscura that each one has their own um, original and unique language. And it was very easy to take a self-portrait because the focus, you didn't have to worry so much. You just needed to worry, bad choice of words, think about light and movement and um, how much ethereal um do you want the picture to be more ethereal or do you want it to have movement so um i love to tell the story with the edge 50 when i'm out taking walks especially um when you want to blaze a trail with the slice of focus so with each one 
they all tell a different story in themselves. So once you learn about each little, you know, each little quirky optic, there's a story in each one of these. I think you just need to take the time to see what story you want to tell and how you can use that and intertwine that into your photography. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was reminded this morning talking with another photographer that uh, of my favorite quote, which is uh, uh, an artist doesn't paint what she sees. She sees what she knows how to paint and the brushes that, we learn to paint with teach us ways to portray the world. And so that optic, that lens body combined is a brush and it doesn't do anything on its own. I mean, the, the soul of it is in you. And, and so using that tool and you've learned your tools really well. Um, and uh, that that is the key to to finding the soul in these in these optics. And I, I just commend you because a lot of people buy a lens, baby, and they're like, oh, you know, I saw April's or I saw Kathleen's or I saw I saw all these amazing photographers out there using this, and it doesn't work for me, you know. And and it takes such a long uh learning curve at times um i'm sure there's some for you that that you fell into quickly and and off you went and others that are like oh my gosh this is this is hard but you did it and you found tools and you found paint brushes that work for you absolutely you know i have to say though with lens baby it doesn't take as long as people may think i think what's harder is to learn to be still and to learn to be in the moment and to, gosh, just be still. And for me, yeah. that, that can be really difficult because we want to keep moving and moving and moving. But to just stay in the moment and think about, like you were saying, what story, what am I going to use? What are my paintbrushes? And knowing your gear, knowing what each one does. So when you pick it up and you dip it in the paint and you apply it to your canvas, you know, is it going to be a thick layer or is it going to have a lot of blur and motion mm-hmm. that's kind of the choice of the photographer so is getting mm-hmm. to know your yourself as a photographer also so yeah it's a big journey all in one <laughs> yeah that's that's great i think the um you know and both of them are needed you know you need the thick strokes you're talking about the obscura that you add motion in there there's thick strokes in that and uh and and then you know, in, in the pinhole zone plate mode and in the, the uh, pinhole sieve mode, you end up with a um, more of an ethereal glow. And so it's a softer feel and lighter, lighter strokes. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I love that analogy. That's neat. And it can be the story you want to tell of yourself. I mean, do I want to look light and glowy? Or do I want to let the world maybe see more of where I've aged? You know, so you can use different apertures and different lenses to pinpoint certain parts of you in your soul (laughs) and just more about yourself if you're wanting to get in the frame. And if it's a child, maybe you want to zone in on their cute little curls 
or if you want to go even farther down to when they're toddlers and you want to get those little dimples in the back in the in their mm-hmm. hands mm-hmm. you can use that focus just to hone in on those and maybe that's when you use the twist 60 because you just want those cute little dimples in the world the rest of the world just to swirl around them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well it's a language that you've you've learned well so um i i i'm glad because it, the fact that you've chosen to share that with us um does give us a glimpse and like i said it's it's given me uh, a way to process some of my youth that that didn't uh, really get processed, at least not at the time. So thank you. Um, so the the language, the um, approach approaching the world in different ways. You talk about silence, like sitting in silence and and being still. Um, that that creates a lot of anxiety for, for people. And you talk, you know, you mentioned that, you know, we're, we're always busy. Um, how do you, how do you press through that? Like, how do you, um, how do you take a moment to or remind yourself to take a moment to just observe and see what it is that you see? So it can be as simple as if you are shooting macro and you want to, take a picture of a little flower instead of leaning over and trying to hover over something, give yourself the permission to just sit down, Hmm. be, be one with the flower, I guess, (laughs) you know, and pay attention to your breathing, you know, breathe in, breathe out, click instead of trying to breathe while you're clicking. Hmm. I mean, it's just those little things that we learn to become in tune with our photography and it can be as little as that, or you have a session coming up, take time to really think about what are you doing? What are you bringing into the session? What lens, what optic are you using? Do you let yourself write all of these things down? Hmm. You allow yourself the time because we do get busy from the second you can wake up in the morning. We find ourselves constantly running, but do we give ourselves that time to those little moments to write down what our passion might be for that? that photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Well, that really resonates with me because if we're just on, if I'm just on autopilot, like I'm, I'm, I feel like I might get things done and it might be cool, but having the ability to say, okay, let's have some touch points along the day that I've thought through ahead of time, whether that's a to-do list as simple as that, or, you know, like you said, like explore the lenses, how many, do I want to use one lens? Do I want to use one aperture? Um, and, mm-hmm. and be able to say, I want to limit myself here, or I want to open all possibility and wait until I get in that moment uh, and, and see. So I, th- I think that, I think that's a great tool is to just be purposeful about that. And uh, because I do think that the anxiety in my experience ahead of time can way outweigh the situation that you go into. And, and then, you know, then you've already underdogged your, your, you're already in a, in trouble before you ever get there. And so just being able to say, Ooh, I've got some anxiety here. What's that about? Rather than being surprised by it later. So I don't know. Does that resonate? Absolutely. I used to, um, and we've talked about this. Um, I used to go into photo sessions just completely blind. I would just bring in everything and we would just start shooting. And, you know, there's times it went really well. 
And then there are other times it was just, it was just chaos. And you were just praying to get something (laughs) on that card that you could upload. But now I send an interview and I interview the the children or um, now I will interview other people even before we have mentoring sessions and it allows you to get to know the person. And if you do that, you've already given yourself that little space and time that you can play it back. You can watch their body language. You can say, Oh, well, they said they like this, this, and this. Well, they've already told you how to photograph them. They've helped you choose the gear and maybe the clothes they're going to wear the indoor outdoors. Well, what lenses and optics go with that? So it's those little moments that you give yourself. I mean, be kind to yourself. It doesn't have to be as stressful and anxiety ridden as it needs to be, or sometimes can be. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's really wise. I love that idea of interviewing your subject. And, and basically when you're talking about sitting down with the flower, that's kind of what you were doing too. Exactly. Put the camera aside for a minute and just sit down and look at it. Which, which way is the light coming in? Well, if you have a couple of your lenses and optics with you, you can change them out. Or if you're just bringing one for the walk, well, you've got different apertures and you can maybe tilt or whatever it may be at the moment. Cause you just may need to scoot yourself a little bit around the flower to right. get the picture that you're, you're wanting. Right. Well, I love that. I love this, April. I mean, you're you're talking about being purposeful and paying attention to the whole spectrum of, of what you're bringing in as a person, what your subject is bringing in as a person or as a soul in some other form. There's just so much. Um, there's so much truth in what you're saying. And, and I really appreciate you sharing so much today um, about <laughs> your journey. And I guess that brings us to, you know, is there anything that you would leave people with as, as uh, you explore or as we all head, head out and explore using our gear, whether it's lens baby or otherwise, and seeing the world and, and, and facing our fears? Don't let fear stop you. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes we need, to, we need to put life on pause for a moment. And think about what we're doing before we jump. That's definitely something good to do. Um, But go for it. You know, if there's something you're passionate about something, don't let somebody tell you you can't do it. And usually the one telling you that is usually yourself. Don't let anxiety bubble up. I mean, if it's bubbling up, just take a deep breath and walk through that door. Um, I'm... I'm queen of doing that. You can ask a lot of people around me. I'm queen of starting new projects that are extreme <laughs> fear. I walk through fear all the time, Yeah. but if you don't do it, then you just don't know. And there's so much beauty out there. There's so many beautiful people to me. Um, and you're worth it. You're worth it as an artist to just go out and do it. So what I'm hearing is, go find something you're afraid of start a new project you don't know everything about that so it's going to create some anxiety and then just walk through it yep absolutely and and know that april and craig and so many others are they're they're just as anxious about that at the front end as as anybody else and and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't well i mean you did create lens baby you created these amazing lenses and optics but you didn't know when you did it and you probably don't know each time when you launch 
new gear, is it going to be accepted? Are people going to like it? Right. But you do it anyway because you're passionate about it and you feel it brought you joy and you're hoping that it's going to bring somebody else that same joy or I'm assuming. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You, you're, I started, I, I started this with Sam 18 years ago. Couldn't have done it without Sam. Couldn't do it without my business partner now, Jonathan, but it allows me having a business partner that runs the company allows me to focus on, okay, what's the heart and soul of why we're doing this and what can we do that is going to resonate and is going to give you more paintbrushes so that you can paint beautiful art because I wouldn't paint your art. I just wouldn't. And and you wouldn't be able to paint some of the art that you paint because if I hadn't come out with these lenses. So it's just a, it's, it's such a great back and forth. I love it. There are so many doors that would I have walked through without lens baby? I don't know, yeah. but I definitely wouldn't have done it with the, um, the way I did. And you gave me those layers and that, that like security blanket you helped me walk through those doors because I felt like I, I had this tool. It was so powerful that not only did wow, I created these pictures, I was able to look at a self-portrait of myself, hmm. self-portrait of myself hmm. anyway, and go, I love this. And that's hard to find. Yeah. So I need to thank you for that. Cause that is, that is so powerful to look at your imagery whether it is a self-portrait or it is a flower or it is a building and say, I love my art. That's awesome. Thanks, April. And you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. And I look forward to more of the same. So, well, thanks so much for talking with me. It's always great to connect and, uh, and tell your boys hi for me. And yeah, like I look forward to the next time, but uh, you have a beautiful rest of your day. You too. Thank you. My takeaways from this conversation with April are, well, I guess there's really only one I need, and that's Hugged by the Blur. I love the idea of sweet spot photography, having this hug of blur around your subject matter and be full of love. I'm, I'm never going to shoot a sweet spot lens the same again. Uh, lens Baby helped her slow down. Find something to help you slow down. Lens Baby doesn't help me slow down, uh, maybe once in a while, but uh, I've got other stuff. Find something to help help you slow down. And then lastly, write down your passion for your next shoot. Be purposeful about it. Go in with a vision for what you're after, what you're bringing to the shoot, what you're expecting from your subject matter, and it's going to change what you walk away with. Thanks for joining me for the Moving Through Fear podcast, where we explore what it means to move through fear to discover extraordinary creative freedom.